Welcome to this episode of Stacks and Stories. I'm your host, Susan Lyles. I recently had an opportunity to sit down with the four directors of Mississippi's coastal library systems. In this segment of the interview, we're going to find out how these libraries were affected by Hurricane Katrina, the massive hurricane that hit the Mississippi Gulf Coast on August 29, 2005. After almost 15 years, some of the libraries have finally completely bounced back. These are the people you will hear from in the interview. First, we will hear from Hancock County Library System's Interim Director, Amber Stevenson. This system consists of four libraries located on the western boundary. Harrison County Library System has nine branches located in the center of the Mississippi Gulf Coast. We will hear from Sarah Rusky, the director of this system. Laurie Barnes, who is the director of the Jackson George Regional Library System. They serve a large number of coastal residents on the eastern boundary. And finally, we will hear from Denise Socher, director of the Long Beach Library. This is an independent library not affiliated with the library system. Now stay tuned as we find out how Mississippi's coastal libraries weathered this massive storm. I think technically Katrina made landfall, I think on an island off the coast of Louisiana, but the eye wall made landfall in Hancock County around the Waveland area. Um, the winds were 120 miles an hour at the eye wall where it, made, uh, where it came on land and our Waveland and Purlington libraries were a total loss. Um, there was nothing to salvage, it was just wreckage. Um, the Kill Library is about 12 miles inland, so it sustained water wind damage, uh, but the building was okay. Bay St. Louis, as close to the beach as it is, it's a miracle that the building withstood the hurricane, uh, but there was significant water damage as well. So we actually, the Kill Library two weeks after Katrina reopened to the public with satellite internet access and satellite phones so that the people who were down here, I mean, we hadn't, there was no way to communicate with anybody. And so people were able to start communicating with friends and families, telling them they're okay. They were able to start filing for assistance. Uh, Bay St. Louis reopened uh, four weeks after that, so six weeks after the storm. And I'm sure you'll hear that a lot as we talk about this. That's how you measure time here is the, the storm. Um, and we actually uh, had to do renovations at all of our branches. We had four branches at the time, we have five now. And um, so we had to rebuild two branches and then two required major renovations. We operated uh, library services out of trailers that were donated by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation um, for Bay St. Louis, Perlington, and Waveland. Uh, Kill, we were able to maintain services there in the building. and. All of the renovations were finished and uh, library services restored in our regular buildings that we have now in 2010. So it took five years to bounce back after that. Now we'll hear from Sarah Rusky, director of the Harrison County Library System. I'm a newbie there, so I, my history is, is not as detailed as Amber, but I, I, what I can say from the sort of far away perspective is that there was destruction and there was also regrowth in some areas. So the, the iconic library that was down on the beach that was hit by Camille was 
also hit by Katrina, and the decision was made to move that to a more secure location. So our headquarters is now at Orange Grove, which is far from the beach, and that has that has been a trend, I think, in the population of Harrison County is a lot of people are moving farther, like north of the interstate and that sort of thing. So we also, we acquired the wool market was an area that was very rural and it's still, it's still, you know, not as heavily populated, but it's more north. So we had a trailer, like, you know, a lot of the libraries existed in trailers from, you know, that were donated. And so that started out as a trailer. And this past year, we finally have a building for the Wool Market <laughs> Library that was started after Katrina now has been added to a community. It's a community center slash library. So that, that was something that was a positive that there was this new service area that needed needed a library and and it took a long time for it to get <laughs> fully established but but that was that's one of the things that I'm so impressed by when I when the staff who was there tell me the stories is that yeah we had this trailer or yes we did this and and we served we served the people right after the storm because they needed our help and and the the construction projects took a really long time but they you know, they still serve the people out of these little trailers. And I, I don't know if you can imagine, you know, if you've been in one of these, it's like a, you know, a portable classroom and they're right. super tiny mm-hmm. and they're cramped and they're, they're not ideal places for library service, but they, they did the job. And that, that's, that's kind of my view is the, is seeing, see, yeah, there, there are these beautiful buildings that came out of it later, but that, this, that, that's, nice and stuff but the real story is what happened in between and how how people pulled together. Now we'll hear from Laurie Barnes, the director of the Jackson George Regional Library System. I was not working there but I know a a great deal about it just from having listened to staff members who were. um, Seven of our eight buildings were pretty much fine. They had power outage and no water for a while but they got back up and operating very quickly. The only one that um, had to close for any length of time was Pascagoula. It took on water. Most of 90% of Pascagoula flooded. So we had major flooding in the area, and the library was um, affected in that manner. The library was actually closed for a year and a half, though, afterward, which meant that uh, our, our what we call now collection management, then called technical services, had to be relocated to another branch. Um, we had to have uh, administration relocated to other branches. Uh, that was the biggest challenge was doing that. Now, the flooding took place on, um, of course, the first floor. It's a two-story building, but the renovation had to be, uh, you know, the entire facility. Um, some of the things that we learned from that were um, the best practice at that time was to cover everything with uh, plastic, and we learned from that that, no, you don't need to do that <laughs> because you will have mold right. and you will have mildew that will grow in those circumstances. Yeah, and they do not mix. So, uh, but a year and a half afterwards, the library reopened in mid-2007, I think it was. No, early 2007. And um, so, and it was beneficial. Uh, it was able to function fine after that. But uh, there are still a few lingering effects from that, though, with the roof that still needs to be replaced, um, that was patched and fixed, supposedly, but still, you know, there are issues with that today. 
Now we'll hear from Denise Sosher, director of the Long Beach Library. I can tell you what I have been told because um, I have only been there a couple of years. But um, I know that the library, the south wall collapsed in the storm. And so they had three, three and a half feet of water in the library all through the main floor and into the children's wing, which had just been opened prior to Katrina. So that was very traumatic to the staff, especially our children's librarian, um, <clears throat> to come back to, to what was literally just a pile of wet books and Debris. To debris everywhere and destroyed chairs and, you know, brand new materials and things like that. So, um, the basically the only things that were salvageable were had to be were things that were really high up on the top shelves, and the second floor reference materials were able to be saved. But other than that, it was you know pretty much a total loss on the first floor, um, and. Uh, we're lucky we're actually there. <laughs> we're still in the same building. Yeah. Um, they managed to repair it. Uh, I understand that it took uh, several inspections before they declared it was safe to be repaired rather than just torn down because the building was actually uh, built in 1966. Um, it's been there a while. It's a pretty old building. Join me again soon for part two of the Coastal Librarian episode, when we will hear about their libraries, outreach programs, and how they serve their communities. Thanks for tuning in.